welcome to Juicing Bananas, the comedy food podcast dedicated to reviewing meal kit delivery services. We toast it, roast it, stir it, grate it, brown it, and finish it with a garnish of parsley. I'm Megan Ortega. And I'm Aubrey Stark. And today we're talking about a recipe from Blue Apron called Summer Vegetable Risotto with saffron and parsley. But before we get into that, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Megan, switching it up today. Yeah, that actually surprised me because I wrote show notes like a week and a half ago and um, I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) Surprised yourself. (laughs) There you go. Yep, I'd completely forgotten. Um, Yeah, I'm doing well. We had a busy week, a busy COVID week. A lot of stuff in the news. Hopefully everyone's safe and well. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of news yeah. this week. I feel like the news weighed on me. Between the heat ray and um, J.K. Rowling and... Forced sterilization. Forced sterilization Yeah, and it was ice. dark. It oh, was a dark yeah, week in the news. It was super dark. Uh, but we are well and... Mm-hmm sheltered up in our little cave yep and we're so lucky yeah i feel very lucky and uh, we're in washington as listeners know and the skies are dark yeah and the entire west coast is uh feeling it right now under smoke and mm-hmm. i'm thankful to be where we are me too uh, kind of away from every all of that, even though we're affected, but you know it couldn't be better for us. Yeah, the skies actually cleared up for us a little bit today, so I hope that other people are seeing some relief from the smoke as well. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. How was your week? How are you feeling? It was good. We had a busy week. We did a lot of driving. We are. Airbnb was full. We're busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Work was busy. Regular work was busy. I feel like this week I'll, and I'm pretty sure that I've said this in a past episode, but I feel like all I've done is clean. Yeah. And... I think you always feel like that. Yeah, probably. I'm a little bit of a neat freak lately. I don't know, 2020, maybe my anxiety is manifesting and cleaning yeah you didn't used to be like that actually well i, I wasn't slovenly but i <laughs> oh, oh no well yeah you're cleaning a lot the truth comes out here juicing bananas <laughs> the... having breakthroughs yeah you can't you can't hide <laughs> um so the other day we took a road trip down to gig harbor yeah um yeah we needed to go down there for some appointments and it's not a place that we frequent. No. Um, like, never. No. I'm not sure I've ever been to Gig Harbor for, like, just to spend the day. And I think as a general rule, I try to avoid Tacoma, mm, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Um, but we had some adulting to do down there, and so we tried to make a day of it. And... Mm-hmm. Road trip is an extremely, like, loose term here. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. We drove to an appointment. <laughs> A long ways away. We're taking the sting out of being responsible 30-somethings. Right. And um, I guess now that I'm an adult, I say things like, uh, let's make a day of it. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of 
Yeah. We I, both said it and then we did it. It's such a, it's such a, like, I don't know. It feels like a grandma thing to say. Oh, it feels to me like that's the part of me that is my mother trying to talk the part of me that is a child that still. the 11-year-old Megan. having a good day on the same day as a doctor's appointment. Yeah. 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 So or trying you, to Mom make uh, and Megan and Mom Megan <laughs> trying to make a canoe trip sound fun. Oh, my canoe trips were always fun. Ask my parents; they uh, know I never complained on canoe trip days. Really? Really? Oh my god! I think that that mm, no. I'm lying. Okay, it's <laughs> like you're a weird kid. Oh no, kids! Why? It's a lot of work. It feels like a lot of work when you're nine to like yeah. paddle a boat across the lake, even and, though it's amazing. Get is it really? It. Yeah, it is. I think I've been in a canoe like twice in my life, which is funny because I was a ranger, or we were both rangers. We don't canoe. And... Rangers don't canoe. <laughs> no. I'm just going to like set the record straight. Yeah. yeah, we do like hikes and boats. We're boats. motorboats. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're definitely... not canoeing after people. Yeah, there's a lot more boating and rangering than I thought Way there would more. be. Yeah, me too. Way more. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, let's make a day of it. Really just translated to let's go get sushi and sit at a dog park after we do the responsible things. Let's do that. Um, but yeah, uh, near the end of our trip, we got some takeout sushi, a little place called Domo Sushi. It was so good. So good. Uh, what do we get? Seattle roll, um, a super rainbow roll. We got and... a lot of row. Oh. That was what I care about. Love it. What it What were so the good. words that we learned? Like, mis... Oh, um, masago? Masago. And tabaki. Yes. Are both row. Didn't know that Different before. Different versions of row. Heard it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and when I was looking up... Uh, sushi place there were a handful of restaurants in the area and like over half the reviews emphasized i was surprised how good it was considering it was in a strip mall and yeah when we went into that you were like well that place is in a strip mall and i was like okay first of all what's wrong with strip mall sushi and (laughs) that's a that's a red flag right there like we're in gig harbor so we drive over to this place. I sort. I think I sort of put my foot down, and I was like, "This is where we're going," because it yeah. had really good reviews. Well, like, but the 4. reviews six and the, the reviews are like, like four point three. Don't let the exterior fool you. Okay. It's scary to okay. read right before you so go to a sushi restaurant. We, it is, that is. You're right. Yeah. We pull up to this sushi restaurant, and it was in a quote unquote strip mall, but all of Gig Harbor is. This, like, really well laid out, clearly uh, city planners are employed oh, there. Oh, yeah. And like, we're, we're in Washington, baby. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh. It was nice. It was this nice little area. And sure, the buildings are connected to one another, but I wouldn't call it, like, a strip mall. Like, we're not talking Medical Lake strip mall here, folks. No, this this wasn't, like, Reno strip mall. Right. Like, when I, I lived in Reno for a while mm-hmm. when I was doing Wildland Fire. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, strip mall in the, in, like, 
that area in the Midwest yeah. is so totally different. different. The it's, ceilings are like eight feet tall. Eight feet tall. Facade. But yeah. no, in Gig Harbor, it's like nouveau riche, uh, all uniform. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Big, tall buildings. Like, and, I mean, yeah, nice exteriors. And like your sandwich between Sephora and Anthropology. Yeah. The, so when Yelp reviewers are like driving their Teslas and they're like, oh, it was good for strip mall sushi. Right. Like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Exactly. But, <laughs> um, yeah, when we were in the parking lot, we recorded at AMA. Uh, ask me anything. We did. And I have yet to see how much of that we actually got recorded with the whole cell phone battery issue. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. So does Wayne. But to all of our Patreon, Patreon subscribers, subscribers. Those are coming. Yeah. Uh, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, go to patreon.com slash jbpod. Um, throw in a couple bucks and get some great content. Get an AMA. Or, oh, what was that? Uh, I was going to rename it. A-A-M-A-A. Do it. <laughs> Aubrey and Megan answer anything? Yes. Yeah. A-A-M-A-A. Right. I love that. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, I think that was all I really had for week news. Besides the world burning and coming to an end. Okay. Sounds good. Besides the apocalypse. Everything yeah. other than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've had a good week up to here. I wasn't arrested for sedition yet, which is great. Yes. You haven't exactly <laughs> been in the streets decrying the government. No, I've been at my home decrying the government. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And they are listening. Oh, it's definitely. disturbing. It's very disturbing. Yeah. Uh, when... So... When we were driving back from Gig Harbor, we were going down I-5, or up I-5, as it were, and uh, a bumper sticker really jumped out at me, and it was tattooed and employed. Like, yeah, it, it was very, like, 1992 kind of idea of, like, what it meant to be punk or gutter punk or whatever. Right. Um, or... Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, and we were commenting about that. And then, like, yesterday, I'm on Facebook, and I get a friend recommendation, and their banner was tattooed and employed. And I was like, Maybe oh, there's a thing going so on freaky. that we don't know about. Let is us know, like listeners. Is there a tattooed and employed yeah, is that movement? a thing, or is, is this, like, a weird we Facebook our... is listening to everything? Yeah, because that's what it feels like. Yeah. Apart from the feds. Right. Um, anyway. But that's another podcast. That was weird. So, before we get into... Yeah, what are we talking about today? My section. Okay. Did we... <laughs> We're... Sorry. <laughs> no. I, um, I should have introduced that at the top. No, uh, yeah, that's what I was asking. Uh, well, today we're talking about the summer vegetable risotto with saffron and parsley from Blue Apron. 
So, but before we get into that, I want to follow up on a hanging chat that we brought up a few weeks ago and give a shout out to my friend, Emily, who was in a train wreck. Emily! And we just wanted to say hi and let our listeners know that we do, in fact, know someone who was in a train wreck. So, yeah, there's that. Um, Was it, did she say where it was? It was in uh, we didn't talk about it much. I just verified uh, that it was her. And I didn't ask her permission to do this. Because so. <laughs> you triggered her. And anyway. <laughs> we need to delete all of this. She's amazing. And whenever I get to talk to her, she's just, uh, like, makes my week better. Yeah. So, for my section, talking about this risotto, everything... You say risotto. I think that's how it's pronounced. Oh. Okay. I always pronounce it risotto. Yeah, I looked it up. I think it's risotto. Dang it. Well, okay. Thank risotto. you for educating. I have no idea. Google risotto. it. Google it. You say risotto. So, I say. <laughs> this dish is topped with Italian parsley. And I am, I try to like parsley. And I like parsley in one application that I can think of. And that's my mom's tabbouleh. Tabbouleh. Tabbouleh and risotto. Seen a risotto are... Good one. <laughs> yeah, definitely hand-holding. Things. Are they? I don't know. I think of them as like... I would love to have those two things in the same meal. I'm going to keep saying risotto. Okay, do it. Listen, you know, hit us up. Uh, radical risotto or... Raunchy risotto. (laughs) (laughs) So. Hashtag. Hashtag. So I did a little research on parsley because I was eating this dish thinking, why, why parsley? And why is it so popular? And why do we top everything with it? And it doesn't taste that great. It's pretty tough. Like, you have to cut it up into little bits to make it disappear and, like, just give its flavor and not all of its tough texture. Oh, totally. It's like the, it's like the baby kale of, garn- of herbs. Yeah, it is. It's just something you gotta muscle you down. You gotta muscle through it. <laughs> so I decided to just pick on parsley for a little bit here. And... Is it time for our segment, picking on parsley? <laughs> Yes, I love this yes, segment. Yeah. So, just to be clear, parsley is not a leading role in this dish. Um, it's in the title, but it's in the subtitle, right? So, it's not like parsley salad made out of parsley greens. It is risotto, and it's just topped with a little bit of parsley. Yeah, it's um, garnish. It is a garnish in this. So, I I dove into the parsley Google and found out that parsley has been regarded as a medicinal plant historically. And this probably means you still have to eat it. Um, But it was also regarded as an herb of war by the Greeks who did not eat it nor put it on their table. So I think that this is really (laughs) where... They used it to kill their enemies? (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah. So Uh, I think this is where parsley really shines. Is... (laughs) That's a off the table mechanism of death. <laughs> yes. So part of a bouquet, it could be used to decorate with. 
Oh, you yeah, could like a hang Christmas parsley. decoration. Exactly. Uh-huh. Except it could be year round. You could hang parsley on your door. I think you that... could give it to friends to give them greater power <laughs> over that... their enemies. I love that you're getting into parsing parsing out the parsley because yes. uh, it is the perfect garnish for this awful dish. <laughs> no, it's like wrong and wrong again. Oh man, we... I can't wait for the review. No, no, we are gonna disagree on this. <sighs> so. According to nourishingdeath.wordpress.com, <laughs> parsley, Nourishing death? parsley sprang from the blood spilled by the death of a child <laughs> killed by serpents when he was left unattended by his nurse. Oh, that's so perfect for this dish. So this was taken as a bad omen. Uh, I should hope so. <laughs> I would hate to see the culture that doesn't take it as a bad omen. The child who was killed was renamed Archimores posthumously. And Archimores Archimores <laughs> is it translates to the forerunner of death. So this is why parsley held a special place. Um for, especially for people who were looking death in the face. Uh such as those competing in the funeral games. Uh or in the Isthmian Games, which is basically the Olympic Games, except for the Greeks, they would wear a, a wreath of parsley like the Olympians would wear a wreath of bay or olive. Right. So, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought and interrupted you. That's Go, okay. Keep going. So, in terms of it being an herb of war, men going into battle would feed parsley to their horses to give them strength. And... According to thenaturallyhealthyhorse.com, it's healthy for them. You did dug deep on this one. It's a natural diuretic. It's good for their eyes and brain, as well as the sympathetic nervous system. So, yeah, ancient wisdom. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, actually. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I would have never, never known that. Right. Um... So here's the thing. The funeral games. Yes, the funeral <laughs> games. So Stephanie Meyer. Uh. Throughout history, in many different cultures, parsley held a special place in funeral activities. It has been grown on grave sites and taken to the dead um, and put all over the tops of its, um, put all over like the tops of uh, coffins and things like that. So mm. it has held uh, generally a place around death for other cultures as well. And something that should just maybe be mentioned is that the use of curly leaf parsley uh, became very popular. Curly leaf parsley was not always available for use, but among cultures that eat parsley, it can be confused with the small poison hemlock of the same family. And so in terms of parsley being regarded in the face of death, people who were trying to eat parsley may accidentally get it confused with poison hemlock and then die. Right. So that would be the flat leaf parsley, like the Italian parsley. uh Uh-huh. So here's a picture of Italian parsley. Here's a picture of poison hemlock. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So they I don't look, know. They don't look that similar. But yeah, but if you were foraging them, I should sure. see how you could get those confused. I can just see, like, so in ancient Greek, uh, thank you, liberal arts degree, uh, do you know how Socrates died? No. Socrates died by drinking hemlock after after his uh, trial. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if, like, they gave him, like, a little garnish of parsley. <laughs> just to... Maybe. Top it off. Yeah. Mm. Just to really throw it in his face. Yeah. That's terrible. Oh. So people <laughs> who are foraging it from the rocky hillsides where it grew from the bloodstains of children <laughs> accidentally pick the similar-looking poison hemlock, which, in all fairness, does look similar. Um, and so it's like... You know, it makes sense. It's like getting raccoons mixed up with red pandas. It happens uh, all the time. It's a simple mistake to make. Red panda. Oh, red bear panda. Red pandas. They're called red pandas. I thought they were called red bear pandas. Red. Wait, what is a bear panda? Well, I thought that they were... <laughs> I think it's panda bear. Did I make that up? I think so. Oh. Well, red... A red- right, that's redundant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Red I panda. Like I like saying red bear panda. Okay. They're so cute. Yeah, look they them look up. just let's, like raccoons. Let's uh, post a picture on our website. Okay, you do that. Have that, like, okay, I will. Okay. Front and center on this episode. It's just going to be a cute <laughs> red bear panda poking out at you. <laughs> yes. So, people making this understandable and deadly mistake, uh, someone must have realized there was a problem here. And someone bred up a new variety of parsley. And that's where we got curly parsley. So the curly parsley must have been, like, amazing when it came out. I the, think that it was probably, like, look, when sliced bread came out, I think that people were probably like, this is the best thing since curled parsley. <laughs> they buried the parsley in the yeah. pet cemetery from Stephen King. What? The uh, pet cemetery by Stephen King. Yes, I know. It's a the, the The dad goes and his son dies, and so he buries him in a pet cemetery, and he Ew. comes back to life. What? The kid comes back to life? Yeah, it's super scary. Anyway, I don't know any of like, this. Oh, man. These references are don't so... Don't movie reference me. Kind of strange, but... Uh, is that strange? I think it's pretty common. What? The knowledge of Pet cemetery? Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know the reference. Uh, I also like horror movies. Wait, so. why would they bury parsley in the cemetery? Because it's made from dead children. Oh, because it springs up from the blood of dead children. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 sure. Connections and... Yeah. Makes Aubrey's perfect brain. sense. Okay. <laughs> so the curly parsley has less flavor and less, like, good-for-you stuff in it. So, like, less medicinal purposes. Hmm. But it still has flavor. And it's also yeah, impossible... It like grass and risotto. Yes. <sighs> No. <laughs> yes to the first part, no to the second. So anyway, with the curly parsley, it is also impossible to make the mistake of eating poison hemlock because it does not look anything and you cannot mistake curly parsley for anything else. So anyway, that became real popular, as you can imagine. Yeah. So. Cool. Um, wow, thank you for that history. That is... Yeah, and it's that was kind our of segment, interesting. Parts so, and parsley. Yeah, part and parsley. This is a throwback to the last episode that we now have to publish. So there is, I have one more thing to say about parsley. 
There is a variety grown for its roots, and this variety is not well known in the States, but popular in Central and Eastern European cuisine and used mostly in soups and stews, and I would like to try it. Yeah, why not? I don't know where to get it. Try everything once. Yeah. So um, there's also a parsley salad recipe I'm going to try. Mm. I'll try everything once except for parsley salad. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awful. It, the recipe that I read said that it keeps in the fridge for weeks. That That's not a selling point. I know, right? That's, not, that's what I thought, too. Yeah, that's less intriguing I mean, and more off -putting. Here's the thing. I think that if I made parsley salad, it would be in the refrigerator for weeks. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but did you hear that crash just a second ago? Yes, I heard it, but I don't think our microphone heard it. I think the mic picked it up, and you know what that means. Uh, that, that noise was... <laughs> little data and so it's time for our segment data bite of the week oh i'm not ready for this oh you should i have to go first too don't i yeah bring Wait, out the i cutlery, have a data cause... bite of the week i have it i'm ready oh, go for it okay what's your data bite this of the week? is um yeah this one's easy for me actually okay i'm going to pick my mom's sourdough pizzas. So, oh, Cindy. Yeah. A dream. Yeah. Just a blissful bite. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. They were amazing. Talk about them. Um, my mom is... I'm a normal human being and she's taken up <laughs> sourdough during COVID and she's done such a good job with it and she makes pizza dough out of it. Mm -hmm. So while she was running off to get her CSA box, she had me whip up some pizza sauce and I mean, we really just kind of put these pizzas together with what was in the house. My mom finished them. Mm -hmm. I made the pizza sauce. She did everything else. And we had a margarita pizza and a roasted garlic pizza. I guess I roasted the garlic. And olives. And it was, we had three separate little pizzas and they were to die for. And this, the best thing about this for me is that this sourdough pizza dough, even though it's made out of wheat uh, flour, mm -hmm. I'm still able to eat it. And I'm still able to, to digest that and not have painful stomach yep. for days afterwards. Yeah, none of the gluten issues. Right. Um, your parents really have a thing for green olives. Mm, olives in general, I think. Yeah. They are olive eaters. And maybe all parents are. <laughs> <laughs> I think all parents are olive eaters. This is why you don't want to be a parent. I'm just like, I can't be a parent. I, I can't do I can't do. I can't deal with it. <laughs> Oh, Roomba. Hey, Roomba. Um, yeah, but it's that's a great data bite. Mm -hmm. It was so good. Yeah. We have lots of good data bites to pick from. We this had week. a great culinary experience. We this did. Week. Oh, we um, also had that sushi and that pure bliss, um, which you didn't like. Yeah. I liked was, both of them. It was really rich. Anyway, um, 
uh, for our listeners, Pure Bliss is a little um, cake shop downtown Bellingham. Amazing cakes, like very uh, decadent. Decadent. Um, yeah. yeah. Recommend. Okay, what's your data bite? My data bite of the week is going to be. Um, you know, I've, okay, in keeping with my traditional love of, uh, garbage food during quarantine, I really, always, let's be honest, you know, I break a lot of times (laughs) and my data bite was, uh, a little homemade, breakfast um sandwiches oh yeah those were good yeah i went and just got um pillsbury um biscuits biscuits Mm -hmm. some chimichin sausage and throw a fried egg on there it was so good a little tomato yeah the tomato instead of cheese was a good addition dip it in sriracha it was so good oh it was so guilty pleasure yeah that yeah, was a good meal. That was my data by the week. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And one of these times I'm going to have a data bite of the week that's not just garbage food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Should we talk about summer vegetable risotto with saffron and parsley? <laughs> I wish we didn't have to, but we should. Oh, I'm um, looking forward to this. You know, I'm, I'm going to call risotto dinner grits from now on. Okay. It's just... I mean, it dessert. would be dinner polenta because polenta is grits from Italy. Oh. Wow. Hit me with the knowledge this week, Megan. I love it. Do you want to read the the card for the description of this meal? Yes, please. Um... This creamy risotto gets its sunny, vibrant color from a touch of fragrant saffron added during cooking, plus fresh corn that's been lightly charred to enhance its sweetness. Mm. Well said, Blue Apron. (laughs) Uh, This meal is uh, two servings. We ordered the two servings. Uh, 34 minutes cook time. Um, Let's see, the wine pairing. Serve bottle of Blue Apron wine with the symbol... Floral and aromatic, in case you're wondering. Uh, this is a vegetarian dish. Oh, yeah, it was. Instead of um, uh, what you typically goes in risotto, like uh, beef know. or something? I don't think so. I think risotto is usually... Oh, just just a As far as I risotto. know. Huh. But it had zucchini in there uh, for like that corn kind of substance mm-hmm. feel. I I think of risotto as I pretty guess... common with mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think of it? Oh. You hated it. <laughs> I this meal was not great. I did not enjoy it. This this meal was like a nap in a bowl. I love that about it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I think I misspoke. This meal was like taking a nap at your grandma's house on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, but so far sounds great. Uh, 
yeah that that sounds too forgiving like it was as boring as it was comfort comforting um yeah I mean, uh, I'm making it. I'm making it sound too good. No, like, you just this, said it was boring. <laughs> this, <laughs> I know, making it sound too good. This was comfort foods evil doppelganger. Like it had all the elements of comfort without any of the pleasure. Yes, it did. I 100 percent disagree. <laughs> and hang on, oh, hang man. on. Before you go too far down your slamming it road, okay. I just have to say. We split this meal half and half so that you could avoid what ingredient? Oh, capers. Yeah. The capers of... The capers literally changed this meal. I would have thought that capers came from the spilled blood of children (laughs) because I do... I typically do not like capers at all. Like, yeah. I guess my only real experience You were with capers... insistent on leaving them out. And I insisted on making it half and half with capers. Yeah, I I do not like capers. The like, capers, it's... though, are what brought this meal together. And I have to reluctantly agree with you. I reluctantly agree with you because they did. Okay. The bites that I had of your meal were objectively better. better than yes. mine. Yes. And then the bowl that I had served myself. Right. Yes. The year. So let me just read you a quote here real quick. The thing you don't like may be the one thing that pulls the flavors together and changes your perspective of the meal kit and company itself. Do you know who that's by? You. That is what you said while we were eating this meal. Wait, what did I say? The thing you don't like may be the one thing that pulls the flavors together and changes your perspective of the meal kit and company itself. Well, that... Wow, I'm way more elegant than I am on this. You Um, said those words. And then you and I went on to have the conversation that you have to give the, the meal as it was sent to you a chance and make it exactly as the recipe card calls. Oh, I... Okay. <laughs> Listeners? Uh-huh. You know what? Uh-huh. I did say that. <laughs> I am on the record. Mm-hmm. But I am going to put in a little asterisk there. Okay. What I... I'm speaking specifically towards the caper and the concept of um, making sure that you keep... Uh, whoa, that was a big pop. Um Sorry, I think my headphones are fuzzing. Anyway, um, keeping the integrity of the meal that you get uh, really requires that you add everything. Mm-hmm. And I went against our typical values, which is, you know, just keeping it by the book, keeping to the ingredient card, and doing everything that they recommend. Mm-hmm. And I paid the price. Yes, you did. Uh, but my uh, review and my um, uh, my opinion of the dish itself mm-hmm. is from henceforth going to be that of the dish with capers in it. But you didn't have a full bowl of that dish with capers. In it. No, you had a full I, bowl of non-capers. I did not finish that bowl. No, but you—you you you had much. three quarters of the bowl of non-capers. Oh, 
No. Also, no, 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 can no, no, we no, just no. address that real quick? Because this was a two-serving meal that we got an easy three meals out of. Three <laughs> you, servings. You got three. <laughs> no, three servings. Yeah, I so got. So I had it a full meal twice, and you. I had half a bowl. Yeah. And I begrudgingly like slogged oh, through right. it. <laughs> um. And and yet I I I'm I'm still with you here with the capers. I did not like this dish. I did not have three quarters of that risotto. No, no, no. It was not good. It Megan. was good. It was good. I loved this meal. I <sighs> thought that it was amazing. This is something I would totally make again. So for me, I'm gonna just talk about the cooking here. Because okay. the smells of the cooking, the saffron, I'm not sure I've ever cooked with or been served a meal with saffron. But I didn't know how, like, perfumey and floral saffron is. I am right there with you. It was great. The, the saffron was the shining star in this dish. And, like, um, yeah, the highlight of the meal was when we were cooking, opening that saffron bag mm-hmm. and and, and huffing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I opened that little saffron baggie and sucked in like a glue attic. It was good. Um, yeah. Have you? Did you ever have a friend that like liked no. sniffing no. glass? I did not have anyone in my life who did that. <laughs> Maybe that was a plain thing. Before you ask the I question, I a... know the answer. Did you ever have a friend who... No. I did. No. I'm you not, did? I'm not going to put him on blast here, except for to say that yeah, I had a friend that was like, really like, like the smell of gasoline. Oh, I loved the smell of gasoline, but I didn't like... Well, yeah, it wasn't like... It was like while I was in the car and the old gas machines <laughs> used to just... Filter it out into the yeah. air. I, I don't mean it in, in like the way of like, oh no, did you hear what happened, Travis? Right. <laughs> like, huffing gas. Right. Like, I, I think they were more like, um, oh, dad's filling up the lawnmower. Better get my sniff it. <laughs> We'd run out there and sniff it? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, mean, I like the smell. I, the organics smell, I like that smell. It's dangerous. It's gas or saffron? Both. Hmm. <laughs> this is so weird. Anyway, yeah, the saffron was amazing. Yes. And uh, it's a, it's striking how little, like, these little tiny little sprigs yeah. are so fragrant. Yeah. Yeah, the saffron was beautiful. The other thing, I love the smell of sautéing onions and garlic. And at one point I heard that this is the most comforting smell and that's always stuck with me. And I really associate the smell of sauteing onions and garlic with my mom's cooking. Mm, I think that you made that up. No, I've heard, <laughs> I heard that somewhere. I can't remember where. It was probably on like Prairie Home it, Companion. It is, it is pretty comforting, but uh, it smells up the whole house. I remember, Onions no smelling. it doesn't. So I remember <laughs> going to my mom and being like, Ew, onions. And she would be like, I like onions. And I'd be like, who likes onions? Like eating them? And she was always like, you'll like them someday. And I resent it. 
but I, out. but I do, mm. but I love the smell. And this dish starts out with that, like olives, onions, and capers. Go home. Well, there's no olives in this dish. Uh, <laughs> this dish is uh, so disappointing. No, it was so good. Such bad comfort food. It's what you would get if uh, mac and cheese went to a slime factory. No. And, that is so wrong. Yeah, I thought that, like... It's yellow. It shares that it, one thing. It's in yellow, and it's, you eat it out of a bowl. Yeah, and it's like if the if the noodles were switched with zucchini. No. And instead of cheese, you got creme fraiche. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, gross. it was gross. It was not creme fraiche. <laughs> it was it. gross. No, and it wasn't so, gross. So I, you don't think it was slimy? No. Like I, I thought it was so slimy. I had to look up. The risotto is supposed to be creamy. It's supposed to it's be supposed stirred to be rice cream, that like... creams together because that the starch on the rice is supposed to get out into the water and mix together and create this like real creamy okay. consistency. Well, and actually, okay, the rice, I'll eat cream fresh. The rice uh, lovers out there, you'll love this. But uh, I looked up the traditional. I I, I googled. Traditional risotto ingredients. Mm -hmm. I came up with the first three hits were uh, allrecipes.com, Food Network Canada, because we're close to Canada. <laughs> apparently, I'm Canadian, and food and foodandwine.com. Okay. And none of them had creme fraiche in there. Did like, it have creme fraiche in it? Yeah, there was like a couple of tablespoons. Or, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there was like a. a Healthy dollop. Okay. Two tablespoons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was in the meal. It was mixed into the meal. Yeah. It wasn't like served on top. Yeah. It was. It's probably just to like just rich it up a little bit. Ionically bonded into the slime. <laughs> Stop. Congealed this. Oh. So the, I actually <laughs> looked up the rice that we used and uh, Wikipedia says uh, that this rice, it's called, called carnaroli rice. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. But they say that it's the most commonly used rice in Italy, and it's prized for risotto. It's a longer grain and has more starch and a firmer bite than the arborio rice, which is the rice we usually see in the supermarket here in the States for risotto. Huh. So, But I really liked the rice. I thought that it, you know, it cooked up and came together nicely. It, like sucked up that water. Whereas I feel like arborio rice, I don't make risotto a lot. It's been years, but I remember the last time I made it, it took like forever. It was like trying to get rocks to suck up water. This one didn't take that long. Mm -mm. It no. didn't take that long. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I also like that Blue Apron recommends the red pepper flakes on a choose your own adventure basis. Right. Because it's like, add it to your own bowl and add however much you want. And um, I like that. Hmm. Okay. There's some other meals that they should have done that for. It sounds like you might be ready to go on to rating. Uh, oh, yeah. I I can't wait. Are you? <laughs> this. Mm. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Are you ready to go on to rating? Let's do it. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Um, or do you go first? Yeah. 
No, you go first always. I have to go first for the data bite. Oh, okay. Um, let's get into it. I'm just going to put it out there. This meal was... This meal was as good as... No, I don't even know. Maybe it was about the same as the shawarma in terms of... That good. Mouth pleasantness. Taste. Gross. It's... This meal is what happens if a health food store throws up grits. Just regurgitates grits all over the parking lot and then... And then spread some creme fraiche on it. Sprinkle some saffron in. That'll that'll change it. That'll no, fix it. This this meal was awful. I hated it. Uh, it was not pleasant. <laughs> I give this meal out of five burners. This meal gets half a no 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 not even half. This meal gets a quarter of a burner for the. Awesome enjoyment of huffing saffron. A lukewarm burner for Aubrey. Not the water is not even going to boil. Not in this century. Obviously. No. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, quarter burner. Saffron, get out of here. Saffron, get in my nose. Risotto. Summer vegetable risotto, get the f out. GTFO. Okay. Quarter, a quarter of a burner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Megan, hit me. I loved this meal. I thought that it was great. We had this meal as a dinner for breakfast, and it was like what? a brunch. Dinner for breakfast? Yeah. We, like, came out and made this meal and then had, like, brunch on the porch. Oh, yeah. It was, like... And while afternoon. the surrounding day around the meal shouldn't weigh into the review. Um, it did ruin I my think... day, so <laughs> that quarter still stands. <laughs> I think that the the meal as breakfast was, like, so perfect. And I loved the corn. Oh, one thing that I didn't love about the corn was the packaging that it came in, because it came in one of those, like, styrofoam boats with plastic over the top. So don't love that. But other than that, I loved the corn. I love the brown. After you brown the corn, you add this like vinegar, the rice vinegar. And that was extraordinary. Oh, I did um, like the vinegar. Okay. I love that it had a really nice mixture of these like cheap, familiar, comfortable ingredients and very foreign, exotic unfamiliar ingredients. I liked that it had a great balance between those. Um, I loved the mouthfeel. I loved the, like, uh, that, like, kind of mac and cheese bowl with this, like, hot nap on your grandma's. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> like a Sunday afternoon nap in a bowl? It was. It was, like, so pleasant and delightful and like waking up afterwards was so refreshing like it wasn't a heavy meal it wasn't too heavy in the fat it was a hot nap in terms of it was a fever dream of misery garnished with parsley i loved this meal 
I thought that it was so good. And I never eat capers. And like, I don't know when to eat capers or when to oh. add them to my meals. The only time I know of capers is like uh, bagels and cream cheese with like oh, salmon locks capers. and capers. Sure. Um, that was the first time that I knew that I hated capers. <laughs> Brother. It was the first time I had that. But uh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm interrupting. Go on. So, yeah, I don't know when to eat capers. And like, I'm not going to buy a jar of capers from the store. Unless I make this recipe again, because it was so good. And it needs the capers. They were so good. They like, every little bite that had a caper in it was just like so, like the caper juice was all mixed into that bowl of yummy golden beauty. It was wonderful. You know, I loved this dish. Okay. What's your burner rating? Out of five burners. Out of five burners, I'm going to give this meal... A four and a half. Wow. I really, really wow. liked this meal. We could not be... Uh, like, I really liked this meal. almost polar opposites here. I, I will say, I, I'll, I'll give it to Blue Apron, um, even though I hated the dish. They... They knew what they were doing with the capers. Fine. Yeah, they did. Fine. They were like little salt, we, salt uh, packets. Can we talk about that real quick? Because I think yeah, we might have touched on this on our last episode. But to all of you people out there who are ordering this these meal kit delivery services and then picking and choosing through the box... And I may have already said this. This is feeling familiar. Yeah, but I to those of you who, who do that... Stop ordering meal kit delivery services. <laughs> there are lots of grocery services out there. Yeah, you're and doing I'm not talking about pickups. I'm talking about like hungry root, ugly vegetables, whatever. There's all kinds of yeah of services that will ship a box of sort of your choice slash random groceries to your door. Like mm-hmm. just get one of those. It so makes a lot more sense. We're we're house sitting right now, mm-hmm. and um, that's right. This the, sounds familiar to me. Yeah, the the people we're house sitting for, um, they are obviously Blue Apron or Meal Kit Delivery Services uh, aficionados, Mm -hmm. and in the fridge is just a ton of random packets of different uh, sauces, sauces and and butters, and and there's carbohydrates in the yeah, there's different starches in the butter and stuff like that in the cupboard. I'm I'm just so sad for them mm-hmm. because they missed out. Yeah, the, whatever meals they're making, I I feel like they're. Oh man! They're, I think that this is happening where they're making a meal and they're probably yeah. t- perfectly satisfied with it because they made it and it's what they wanted it to but be. But they're leaving probably. out the capers. But they're not getting the restaurant quality meal experience that you're paying a premium for. Right. That's what you're yes. missing out on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. Uh, anyway, go ahead. why do you wait? Why do you disagree with that? Well, I, I don't. We were talking about this with Sean the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the idea of restaurant quality meal at home mm-hmm. because I don't think any meal at home is really restaurant quality. How do you think that? I don't know because restaurant quality means like an experience of not having to cook and not having to do dishes and like being served and 
and thank you but for that's our not, essential workers uh, that's out there not, that are doing uh, we're not talking work, about the meal in that though the I meal know, itself, it, the it, food that you're having set in front of you it evokes a certain idea of like restaurant quality like i don't know what that means at home I never feel like I'm eating in a restaurant at home. You're not eating in a restaurant. You're eating restaurant quality food. Duh. Okay. <laughs> oh my Fine. god, can I not like you're just, like too busy to be bothered with this concept? <laughs> no, I I I I I'm here for it. I I I, I get what you mean. It's it's a it's a qualifier. It's a it's yeah. a yeah. Yeah, adjective. Yeah. Um wait, is it? Oh boy. Mm -hmm. That is. Yeah. Anyway, so four and a half burners from Megan. Yeah. Point two five. We're talking medium low. Low. Not even gonna not even gonna get you a cup of coffee in the morning. So Aubrey, what 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 would you do? What 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 would you do? You better have a lot of these. Oh, I'm here for it. You know what I would do? This is going to take a long time. (laughs) What would you Um, do differently to make this meal edible? Okay. Well, first off, I'd probably, um, I'd probably switch out the zucchini, um, put in some sort of like heartier protein, but. I mean that's going against the whole veggie. No, uh, you can do whatever you want. Idea of it, yeah. I'd, I'd switch it, switch out the zucchini for a protein. I would um, find a way to, or I, I would take out the creme fraiche. Mm-hmm. I'd substitute that for like a, more of a vinegary. Um, Thing. I would I would serve it on um, like a curved piece of wood, and then I would throw the risotto over the over the front porch, and I would just lick the wood if I wanted to make this meal better because it was so awful. I hated it. We're not even <laughs> playing the game. No, I'm not. <clears throat> it was really good. Uh. No, I I would probably go. I if I was gonna make this meal better, I would do more of a traditional risotto. Do mushrooms, protein, take out that creme fraiche. Yeah, I'm really surprised that you didn't like the creme fraiche. It's basically sour cream. I am cream. too. It's sour cream. You, I am a fucking love sour cream. I'm a cream connoisseur. Yeah, and yet weird. And yet, and yet. Okay, well, I I can't think of anything that I would do different to this meal. Um, and I can't justify giving it five stars because... It was awful. It, it just wasn't like a five-star meal in my book. But it was really, really good for what it was. Um... And so I don't think I have a, I don't think I have a, what would you do? Oh, come on. An, an improvement. The only way you can avoid the, what would you do is if you give it five stars. Oh, you know what? The, the one thing that I would do is I, I wouldn't top it with parsley. 
You're going to leave out the still blood of children? The one thing, the parsley is like, while you're eating it, like literally when I got into this dish, I was thinking like it has so many different flavors going on. It was super complex right at the beginning. It smells amazing. And this is like a complexity. The complexity is what makes it the restaurant quality in my book, because this is something that I don't achieve at home in my own cooking. I don't get that like complex flavor thing going on because it was like a painting Mm -hmm. in my mouth. And the one thing is I'm eating this dish and I'm thinking, what the fuck is with parsley? And like that, like that, that's why I gave a little history of parsley at the top of this episode is because I was just like, why parsley? Like, I think there's some other herbs out there that could have been subbed in for the parsley. I think that it, I think that the parsley is traditional. I'm going to have to look that up to double check. It didn't look like it had a major history in Italy though. That's the thing is that it, that's why I looked up parsley because it's like, how did it, how did parsley get to hold this level of control over our society? Yeah. And why is it always paired with oranges? I could not, great question. I could not find answers to those questions in my search. Denny's CEO. Yeah. (laughs) We need to hear Get from back you. to us. Yeah. Because you've got something to answer for. Right. The, the... The orange parsley pairing is beyond us. The war crime of parsley. So, <laughs> I don't... I mean, I don't... Let's take I this meal to, to the egg. I hate to say that I hate parsley altogether, because I don't. But mm. also, like... I will. I'm not sure why it's in this dish, and I don't love it. Mm. Yeah, you will. You really threw down on this. I did. I love this. I doubled down. I think I might buy the ingredients today. Well. So, is that it for you? I think that's it for me. Um, Yeah. You can see resources for this episode on the blog at jbpod.com. Go check out uh, the episode's little picture of a red bear panda. Oh, right. On our website, jbpod.com. You know, another shout out to our Patreon subscribers. We love you all. Uh, thank you for your support. Uh, if you want to be sh- uh, featured on the show or um, do a shout out for somebody else, please go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash jbpod. Interact with us on Instagram at juicingbananas. Uh, email us at juicingbananas at gmail.com. Um, I think that's it. And that's it for you. Yeah. Got to split. Bye.